Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, AEW Dynamite Review. It's Thursday, you know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. That's my intro now, stick on with it. Uh, I'm joined by wrestling superman, James Luft. Hello, Jay. Hello, mate. And Twitter criminal, Aaron Sutcliffe. Hello, Aaron. (laughs) I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, Aaron is currently on Twitter, well, Twitter, Twitter purgatory, I believe is the word, because he tweeted, uh, he, he tweeted accidental hate speech at Wrestle Talk. <laughs> Go check it out. Top yeah. shot. Um, I'm being watched. As he's on. He's on day release at the moment. They've given him a tag and everything. He's being watched as is AW Dynamite recently with the pumping ratings I've been putting out. Um, and we're here to talk about a. This is a weird episode. Well, it's not a weird episode. It's one of those episodes of Dynamite where they literally just go, just have loads of like really decent wrestling, and like just give you loads of wrestling, and it's like, all right, okay, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, like a very dense um, show tonight in terms of matches. Like it was very almost relentless. Like it was like match, 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 match. There were the promos, and then like more matches. Yeah, those couple of like those three, those three matches that could have quite easily closed the show. I thought. I, know, I, I think I, I think I know exactly which ones you're talking with. I, I, yeah. I Obviously, the main event. We're talking um, the women's title match, and we're talking um, Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. I yeah. mean. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, 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 get, let's let's get on to a match that actually probably could have. Um, I I thought this or another match was the nail down opener, and they went with this one. Um, so our opening match, we have Adam Page versus Ricky Starks. We got a, if, if if you've not been um, if you've not been on your social medias this week, Ricky Starks put an excellent promo up um, earlier in the week. That he did. Yeah. Uh, she just proved <laughs> that he is like he's a he's a he's a five tall player. Like he, he he's got everything. Um, he's a lot of um, a lot more chilled out in the build to this match than than he has been on on like recent team tower segments. A lot more subdued, um, almost like a, a, a more locked in and sort of like focused. Um, I have to say, I always forget how much Ricky Stark's music absolutely slaps. Just, yeah. he's, he's just the best. Just give him all the belts. <laughs> um, just, just shooting to the moon. So we have we have um, obviously Ricky Stark and Hangman. Um, big match. Really, a very, very good match to start the show as well. Um, um, yeah. Just as the match starts, Taz is on commentary. Um, he comes out with a banger. I, I've never heard this before, but he goes, that side mare arm drag, sometimes called a fat man roll. Yeah, I mean... No, never have you heard anything called a fat man roll. Who doesn't love a fat man roll? It's what I ordered from the chippy. They make it funny special. Um, yeah, no, it's just some, some really, really... I mean, so Paige, Paige goes... There's like a little sort of recurring theme. I don't know if it's intentional throughout this, this match of Paige. It's going for like various fallaway slams. He, he hits quite a few. So he does a lovely... Um, he does a lovely like sort of pump handle one, which he's done before. He does like a traditional one. He does like one off the top. You know, it's, it's he, he's, he's just... He, he, he just keeps going back to the well. It's, I, I say this every time I see him wrestle, but you all... And they, they actually mention it. Like Taz, I think Taz himself mentioned it in commentary is that... Um, 
about how versatile Pig is as a competitor and as a wrestler, and like how he can do like a little bit of everything. And he really can, yeah. and, he, and he shows it in this. And Starks is Starks is fantastic in this match as well. He really, uh, he 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 one on one. He bumps his ass off. Um, yeah, it's good. And that power. Can we talk about the power bomb? The Liger bomb he did. Yeah, where he like hossed up fucking <laughs> Cage just, like he was nothing. Just deadlifted Adam Page and just hossed him over his shoulders and then slammed him down. Oof, that was, uh, he's, that was beautiful. He's so good. There was a really good spot like quite early on in the match as well, where um because he kept Taz kept going on about how he'd like. Had um, Starks like scouting all Page's like key offense. So like uh, Page goes for the pendulum clothesline, and Starks ducks it. And when he gets back up, Page is hitting on the other corner. Um, yeah, he, also, like he, also, he dodges the sliding lariat as well earlier on as well when he's on the floor. Yeah. Um, and when Hamman does that like bridge and pump handle fall away, um, Starks breaks the pin up by just chopping him. Yeah. Um, which, when- it was like on the stomach too. It was weird. Yeah. It was like, to be fair, if he'd done that in real life, I would probably do that too. Just yeah. go down like, nope. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Go on, oh, yeah, go on. No, no, go no, on. I was, I was just saying, his, his psychology in this match was fantastic. Yeah, this wasn't the match that I, I saw these two guys having. I don't know I don't know what I was expecting from this match, but it wasn't this, but I was really pleasantly surprised that this is what we got. It... It was yeah. It, I I expected them to. I I expected them to go like full throttle like they did. I didn't expect it to be as like as psychological uh, psychological as it was. Yeah, it sped up as time went on during the match. It didn't start yeah. off instantly fast, but that's not to say that was a bad thing. No, no, that's what I mean. Though it was yeah. like the psychology of it was brilliant. I think, like, I think that's was... sort of that sort of pages thing, though, isn't it? Like he he has this like all of his matches have this like sort of like crescendo towards the end like really well uh, like he starts off very methodical and then like he, he you get the sense that the match is all about him picking up steam especially on this winning streak he's been on that he's always like picking up steam and it's always like coming to a point where he can where he can normally hit the bookshot lariat uh, to win uh, yeah. there's, there's a couple of really good like teasers towards the end as well so like um, Paige teased the Deadeye a few times um, Ricky Starks teased the Rochambeau um, there was a beautiful little move where Ricky Starks ducked the bookshot and then hit a beautiful spear yeah, yeah. For a man that size, he should not have a spear that good. Yeah. <laughs> the the thing is with Starks, the way he does it that makes it look so good is it's like he kind of like he jumps upwards. He doesn't jump like mm. into them. He jumps upwards, so it drives them up and then back down. Like the and that's why it looks so impressive. When they um, that's that's a football thing. When they teach you to tackle as a as a lineman in American football, they always say get under the opponent's pads and like lift them. And like that's how you move someone, and it yeah, it works in wrestling as well, apparently. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. Right. So the match um come to a head. Um. So after the the near fall from the and, and Stark's got a very near fall from that lag one, by the way. He got like one or two. Yeah. Um. Really near falls, and it looked like it looked. I mean, none of us were sort of. I mean, as, as much as we are big fans, of Ricky Starks, none of us were holding up much hope. I don't think that he would pick up the W here, but. No, I thought they, they gave you just enough, like to, to think that it might just happen, like AEW would be like to do. Um, so after after the near fall from the power bomb, he hits, he, he dodges the the butcher, hits the spear. Uh, he goes for another power bomb to like sort of to see because like and like they pop up, don't they? And like he, he does like a really good yeah. face, he does like a really good facial expression, and Taz picks up on it, and he's like, oh, he just realized something that you know he needs to he needs to do to sort of to sort of take the take the match home. Goes for another power bomb. Um, Page gets out of it. And then he gets him in like a, um, it was almost like a, a bow and arrow, but the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was like. He just grabbed an ankle, didn't he? Well, he sort of and takes he takes if, him over with like a standing if, bulldog almost. 
He yeah. did it the same, like the same uh, takedown that Moxley uses for the Bulldog choke. Yeah. Um, so he, sort of grabbed, he grabbed Stark around the neck with his arm. Stark's and just, leg as well. Like threw him. He over just held on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Held, holds on. Comes up with the with the neck like guillotine, and then he, but he also picked the ankle as well. And so this is an ankle that um, Starks was selling it in YouTube after one of the suplex earlier in the match as well. So he was sort of, yeah. He was a bit tender on it. As soon as he hooks in the um, the ankle as well, Starks taps and Hangman picks the win. Really good match. I think it made Stark. I mean, Starks is. Look, he looked good in defeat. Um, Page, this was like a next level opponent for him, like against the guys who's been fighting previously, which I think mm. really helped build him to that next level. And it's given him uh, another way to win a match as well in, in the submission yeah. move, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, th- I think Starks um, is very good at like even when he's even when he's losing a match against someone, he can still come out of it looking ten times better than he did walking into it, like yeah. the match with Darby Allen a couple of months ago where he did the exact same thing. Yeah, he wasn't going to win. Even though he lost, having a great match on the opening you know, match with Dynamite isn't going to do it, stop any any harm at all. You know, it's it's let, let, it got a lot of eyes on him, and yeah, hopefully uh, he can carry on and have a few, you know, more good matches. Yeah, one one thing we didn't actually touch on there as well, which I just want to pr- quickly bring up is a there was a spot where Hangman hit like a German, a release German on Starks, and Starks landed on his neck and then just popped up, yeah, um, as if he was no selling it. Uh, he did put on Twitter that he's actually all right. Um, it was a scary landing, but yeah, yeah Stark, Starks actually said, "Don't worry, I'm alive." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Post match, yeah. uh, Taz gets off commentary and does his like his big upset, angry uncle bit. Uh, Hangman, oh. he just shouts his name a couple of times. So Hangman sort of like <laughs> Hangman, Hangman's like looks at him like, "Who the fuck are you?" And, do, you um... do you reckon Hangman was like deliberately not turning around? <laughs> Like just annoy Taz. <laughs> and so as he turns around, he's just got like he looks at he looks at Taz, hook, hook attacks from behind. Um Frank Cage comes out and him and Stark beat him up. Beat up uh, just, just before uh, Brian Cage comes out, them kicks by hook where <laughs> it's like he was going he went to the school disco and the hokey gokey came on. <laughs> it's just Did you awful. teach him that moves? Oh, oh no! So Brian Cage comes out and he um he sets Page up for a powerbomb. Then Dark Order comes to save, chase them out, and that's it. And it's been announced, hasn't it, that next week um Hangman's going to face Brian Cage. Cage versus Page. Cage v Page, not Ethan Page. Well, well, another, well, Christian Cage is also feuding, feuding with Team Taz. Yeah, just so just so we don't get too confused. Cage v Cage v Page. They're gonna fucking do that match, aren't they? <laughs> <They're> like doing <laughs> the both. They're fucking doing it. Yeah, so yeah, decent, really, really decent opening match. Um, not quite the obviously not quite the, the the certified barn burner that we started last week, but still, it was a very different way to start the show. But it's one that I also still really appreciated in, in a different way. Yeah, that's not a bad thing to say. That I, I thought, yeah. like this was one of the matches I thought could have closed the show, and I think that. The pacing of it, it may have actually been really good to close the show just because of with it starting quite sort of like laboured and then it like ramping up to the end where it was like a fever pitch. It had that, yeah, it had that sort of build that like big matches have. I mean, obviously, it wasn't, mm. it, it wasn't like a big feud or anything, was it? It was just, it was just a sort of throw, almost like a throwaway match, but yeah. it was, it, yeah, it's like you say, it had that like big match psychology, as you, you said earlier, like really good psychology. So, yeah, it, it, I, that, could, that could easily have uh, been the main event tonight. Um, so then we have um, Trent question mark and um, <laughs> versus Penta El Zero Miedo. We had um, right. Justin Roberts actually pronounce the question mark when he was introducing Trent, Trent? which I really yeah. enjoyed. 
Right, he pronounces the question mark. He, he asks about it. Do you know why there's a question mark? Um, Do you actually know? It, he was gonna. Uh, no, I googled it. I googled it. it right? Isn't it something to do with the copyrights of Trent Barretta? Well, it, it started with a "Where's Trent" segment on Zack Ryder's YouTube show when that was a thing. They and did that on he, NXT for a bit as well. And then used the name when he could no longer use the name Trent Barretta because of copyright. Basically, okay. and he just continued to use it. That's why the question marks there, because so, a where's Trent, as in the question. Interestingly, um, Trent comes out to the original Best Friends music. Yeah, I thought Steve, that. I was a, I was a bit caught off guard by that. This is why I questioned this whole Pixies thing last week on whose music was it actually? <laughs> Orange Cassidy was with him though. Statlander came yeah. Statlander came out to it last week, didn't she? Yeah, and Orange yeah. Cassidy's come out to it and the best friends have come out to it as well. So and I think hasn't Chuck on his own come out to it at one point. I think Chuck... behind him, I think, as well. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe maybe it was just like a I don't know. Maybe maybe so, it was Tony trying to trying to distance it from Chuck and Trent. So this Trent. was this, this was this was Trent with Orange Cassidy versus Penta with Alex Abrahantes. We had another little cutaway. So this is two matches in a row. I mean, that's a bad thing. We have a little cutaway promo. Um, this time we have obviously the, the, the glorious return of Penta says, which is one of my favorite things in AW. Um, Alex Abrahantes, <laughs> give him whatever you're paying him, make it more, please. Alex, <laughs> so close. So um, I started saying to you guys on on, on chat before. Um, apparently the so Penta's got new music. It's like a sort of a, a more sinister remix of the original Lucha Bros music. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like the Lucha Bros music, but instead of like the Lucha Bros bit, it's just rapping, isn't it? Yes, and apparently that rapping is Alex Abrahantes. Amazing. It's like more. It's more heavy hitting and like slowed down, but more intense. It's like yeah, Alex, Alex. It's like Alex Abrahantes and Mikey Ruckus just spent like two nights in a darkened room with a bong and a load of black metal albums. Alex Abraham says must have no fucking spare time whatsoever because, like, when he's not doing AEW stuff, he works for QVC as well. I know. It's and bad. he's and got the, his own Switch. And, and he plays and, Among Us. And, and he plays Among Us. And he's on BTA. And he's on, yeah. like, every AEW show. <laughs> and he's a Spanish well, announcer. <laughs> yeah, he does the he does the post show as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Him and Anthony Bones were out last night. It looked pretty good. Yeah, so, big, big up at Alex Abraham's. Um And he gets his stuff to shine. Soft, though. He gets his mum to shine in this match as well, which is great. Um... Yeah, this was this was Penta doing Penta things, but this time to Trent. So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a lot of a lot of lot a lot of respect for Pentagon's mask, the Batman yes. mask. Yeah, it's just weird. Like absolutely mask awesome. Um, yeah, I mean it's just a typical Penta match. It's big, hard hitting moves. They're in the ring. They're out the ring. Yeah, um, Penta's hand hitting the ring post outside. Hey, your bastard! Oh, that made a nasty he noise. Fucking loves that spot, doesn't he? <laughs> really, but they, they really, they really time, replayed it this time. So like, but they had so like, like so this time they held Trent against the ring, and like Alex was like was like shushing everyone. Like he shushed the camera, he shushed the crowd, and like he, there was like almost a complete silence. And then the noise that rang out when when it's he like ringing a fucking bell, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a cowbell. The noise made of it. It was sickening. Um, there, there was um, a really cool spot, like quite. Just before that as well, um, where like it was, it kind of shown like they kind of had each other's number. Obviously, um, this is like the revisiting of an old feud that um, wasn't it because Pac got uh, stuck in the UK that he could deep stop the feud. Yeah, so didn't this sort of like spring out of the the original like the first Orange Cassidy match that he had against Pac? Yes, yeah, that's it. 
Um, and then, and, it, and it's it's kind of cool the way they picked it up. So, so obviously, um, Death Triangle were in the ring a few weeks ago talking about like how they were number one contenders, and then best friends just sort of came out and went, "Hang on, we we used to fight with you, so we want to keep fighting with you." Like, and then so now, so now Penta, the primary cup before the match, Penta was like, "What? Why the hell are you picking this fight again? We're going to bat you." Yeah, <laughs> which well, is which is really you know obviously Death Triangle are scary people. And you know. funnily enough, as well, um, last time I believe that they did. This match, Trent beat Penta. Um, because everyone was like surprised, like fucking hell, Trent's just beat Penta. Yeah. Because he literally just did it out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, there was a cool little kind of callback to how well you know each other early on where Trent goes for a tornado DDT and Pentagon blocks it, tries to go for a package pile driver, Trent blocks that, and then Trent actually from blocking that hits a tornado DDT, and then Penta like just straightway replies with the destroyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really clever, like little bit of insight on, into how well both these guys know each other. Yeah, so um, we had a we had a power driver on the apron. Well, Pentel goes for a package power driver on the apron. Trent counters and hits a not fantastic looking power driver on the apron on Penta. Yeah, that was... Pentagon grabbed the rope, didn't he, as he was going down? Yeah, yeah. that was and intentional. He, or whether so he just... is, is he, like, levitated through it, Trent dropped, and then Penta dropped? Yeah, you sort of, like, just... saw Penta's head, like, Literally, it was moving like three seconds behind Trent, um, which yeah. didn't look fantastic. Um, and they sort of the, the commentary team, I think they, they saw it and they tried to sort of cover it up, saying that you know they didn't quite get that, they didn't quite get all of it as um, as is the uh, the call. Yeah. So then, as they're on the outside, um, Alex gets on the mic and he says, <laughs> this, is, this, "This was brilliant." Go on, Aaron. I, thought, you, I can tell you're you're bursting at the seams to have a to take a uh, he, he basically just goes. You suck, your friends suck, but most importantly, your mama sucks. <laughs> and this is enough to incense Trent. Like you do not you do not take it the piss out of Sue. Like this is this is beyond the pale. And the crowd uh, wailed. <laughs> oh the crowd. This is like some Jerry Springer shit. Like the crowd, it's like a hot Jerry Springer crowd like, at this point. Do you think we're gonna end up getting um, Orange versus Alex? I mean it could be. If anyone's gonna do it would be orange, wouldn't it? Sue versus just, Alex he, he did tease it in this, didn't he? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sue's just going to hit Alex with a car. She's going to run him over the <laughs> side. <laughs> like you do it for the rock, mate. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the match finishes. Um, so, obviously, you've got, you got the whole kerfuffle outside. Trent's sort of getting in Alex's face. Bryce is just like, what the fuck's happening? Um Alex gets in the ring. And Alex is in the ring. Orange is in behind him. Orange like sneaks in and he's, he does like he's, he's getting ready to like do him in basically. And then yeah. Pentagon's been there with a super kick basically. Yeah. And Alex then like hits Trent with the mic like Don Callis rolls out the ring and then Penta hits a package power drive. It's a big win. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Decent match. I really enjoyed this match. Bit, bit, of so shenanigans, yeah. really cool. bit of shenanigans towards the end, but you know it sets up. It keeps the feud rolling, doesn't it? I think we're we're, in, we're, we're going into a, a best friends versus death triangle. Well, um, it, it was meant to be best friends versus Lucha Brothers in the parking lot brawl, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, for whatever reason, they decided to postpone that match as well as um, blood and guts. Are both of them not in Mexico or something? No, no, they were they were they were all still on the show. They just postponed it. Um. Yeah, during the match as well, there was a springboard destroyer, which we totally forgot to mention, where Penta just literally springboards off the ropes, turns in midair and hits a destroyer on Trent. Yeah, the... silly. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Right, we, we say this all the time, but every time you watch a Lucha Brothers match, the the, the sort of the 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 discredit you do to Penta is that you look at him and then you look at Phoenix and you're like, oh, hang on. Whereas Penta's actually also really, really good Penta's at wrestling. Penta's fantastic, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And he's um, just, like, I, I, I was always, I was thinking about it, like, obviously in Lucha Underground, he's like, he doesn't give a fuck and he breaks people's arm. Whereas, yeah, he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, he's just, just swaggering around the ring like he owns <laughs> the fucking place. Doesn't give a shit. Just awesome. Love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, another really good match. It's this is one that I was I was quite looking forward to, and um, so I, I like both the guys in it. I like Trent, I like Penta, and yeah, you know, it was a, it, it, it made me happy. So yeah, then we're gonna have a gonna have a little bit of promo time. So we've got Jr. doing a, an interview with the Pinnacle. I, I really like it. So they don't do this an awful lot, but whenever they get Jr. in, because Tony Tony's a interview whoever he'll interview anyone. But when they get Jr. in for an interview, it makes it seem like a really big deal. I think they did. They used to do this in WWE with him as well, didn't he? Like, yeah, I mean, then he really, time, really wants to put someone over. They get JR to interview them. The last wait, time, wait, the last wait, time he did this, wasn't it a Cody match? <laughs> uh, yes. She so did break both the guys, didn't he? Was it Cody? Was it Cody? Was it Cody MJF? Might have been Cody MJF, actually. Yeah, that's, that's a shout. Yeah, he, he does it in WWE when he wants the person to set fire to him. That's usually how it goes. Or <laughs> Yeah, they, so they so they have the whole inner circle sort of sat there on chair, like in a really weird sort of like like they're in a school assembly. They're all sat in like rows, which is kind mm. of odd. When JR sat to one side, and um, obviously the, the the main guy that they're going to talk to is is MJF, obviously. Uh, but then MJF sat in, he sort of hands off to Wardlow like straight away, which is which, which surprised me. Promo by God Wardlow. Damn, God damn, Wardlow got a promo. Yeah, Jesus, stupid, sexy Wardlow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, well, first of all, Tully's not there. They mentioned that Tully's uh, back, at, back at home, sort of working out the strategies for Blood and Guts. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, actually, because they mentioned something off for a throwaway thing about Blood and Guts that I want to discuss with you guys very quickly. Mm. Um, anyway, so Wardlow, he said that Tully gave um, MGF a gift because, in, in MGF's own words, he's had this Burberry scarf since the Rosie O'Donnell show. Um, so what? Um, Tully's got him a silk version of the, of the same scarf, which is quite nice. So he sort of ruffles that on him, and he looks looks very dapper. Um, we'll look at a promo saying like, obviously, people called Jericho's promo the other week the Immortal promo because it was this really cool long sort of freeform thing. Um, and he said it wasn't Immortal because it wasn't perfect because when he got to the bit about Wardlow, he he sort of lost his train of thought. He hesitated. It means he was scared. You know, he could, he didn't want to think about him. Um, and then. MJF just took over and kicked it into like eighth gear because this delivery yeah. and the content, like the delivery in this, like I, I say this a lot. Um, the thing I love most about MJF, and he does it in this, he does it effortlessly here, is he can go from being like really at ease and relaxed and quite funny, like a sort of snarky way, and then he can instantly go to like really dangerous, like very quickly. Yeah. And I love, I, I love that. Like I, we, we talked about it when he was like in the inner circle, like the mask slipping, and like you see in the little yeah. the, the, the the monster behind, you know, behind the facade. And I love that little bit. About, he managed to do that really well. He he, he carries the, the like the underlying threat really well of, of his character. There was a really good line that he said where he was talking about like his potential and how Chris Jericho. He said, "Oh yeah, Chris, you said I'm the future. I'm I'm 25 year old and I've got a good upside." And he said, says, when you were 25, you were doing the job on WCW Worldwide. I'm a worldwide star. It was just like, oh, chef's yeah. kiss. Fucking brilliant. And he said, um, Jericho called him a mark. 
and he's right, but he's not a mark for Jericho. He's a mark for Jericho's spot. And he's yeah. come he's come to take it basically, which is like, oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. Also, also so Jericho um he hangs out with B's to look like an A and wrestles A's to not look like a B. Yeah. <laughs> I I'll... I mean he still looks like a B. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be intrigued to see like whether they're gonna try and top that next week when they do the face to face thing. Because mm-hmm. there's like Jericho had that promo the week last week, and then MJF had the, this promo this week. Like it, the promos are getting better and better. It'll be intriguing to see if they try and like one up each other next. It's like week. it's like it's like, yeah, it's, like it's like shades of Roxy. You know, this isn't it? Like the back and forth promos, like it's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go back and forth, and then just finish with a all-out brawl, probably. Yeah, I, I I feel like with MJF as well. Like he's the first person on the mic in a long time where Jericho's actually met as much. Yeah, like Kevin Owens was the other person you could arguably say, well, yeah, you would have met as much with him. But other like in in AEW, I don't think Jericho's had anyone who can go toe to toe with him on the microphone. The he's actually can cut a good promo, like and Kenny. And- these are like unscripted as well, which makes it so much better. Like yeah, knowing yeah. that they're unscripted, like so much better. <laughs> and this is all MJF's like brilliance shining yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think I don't think as much point as really going into it too much with this. I think if anyone who's listening hasn't seen it, go and watch it. Like, if there's one thing from this episode of Dynamite, you go and see how it's this promo. Yeah. It'll be on. It'll be on the, the way they are. They'll be on their YouTube. They, they love uploading shit of this on YouTube. I'm guaranteed there'll be at least this it, clip will be on YouTube. It isn't at the moment because I tried to rewatch it before. Uh, oh, it's okay. Before I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the the podcast. Podcast. Once, once, once the big numbers pop on, uh, it'll it'll probably be on late tonight. I reckon. Yeah. Seems to dagger and stuff recently. Um, so before we move on, talking very, very, very briefly about blood and guts, uh, there was a throwaway line. I think it was Tony on commentary said that it was going to be a one-match show or one-match feature, I think he said. Are they not usually like 45 minutes an hour? Just for entrances, you... Mm. Oh, that would be like four-on-fours, isn't it? What's that, five-on-five? Five-on-five. Five. It, it would be about an hour entrances alone. Yeah. Probably. That would explain, that, that, that'd explain um, why they're not doing it on double or nothing, because I was thinking, why is they doing this so close to double or nothing? Like, so are they going to have just war, just blood and guts, app blood and guts, which would be... That'd be fucking uh, awesome if you do. A whole... Oh. Well, if you think I, about I, it, if you think about I, it, like, war games, when they've done that in, like, NXT, with, like, teams of three and four, that's been, like, 45 minutes. I mean, on the one hand, it, I'd, really, I, I'd, I'd really enjoy this because just my personal point I think it looks really fucking stupid to have like a regular wrestling match in a war games arena mm. I think the whole having the, having the whole undercard be like oh yeah just, I don't I don't just, like just them pretend, using like the two rings just pretend there's not another ring there guys it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you know? at least at least in WCW when they, they used to do it they'd fucking fight to the other ring every now and again yeah whereas like on NXT it's oh. just like ignore that other ring I mean, they could easily couldn't they just put like the, the war games arena on like the football pitch or something? They could, but if they've got if they've been holding off to have fans watching it, yeah, could they put the regular right. ring on the football pitch? Just, just oh. be like that impact show that was in a stadium. They only had like eight hundred people in a twenty thousand seater. <laughs> just have them spaced out on the grass. <laughs> have them just walking around. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep that an wasn't eye on intentional that. though, mate. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. We'll um we'll see uh, we'll see how that um I, if, I if think, that is what they're gonna do. I think the way they're gonna do it is just where they have like all the um I think they'll do it one match and they'll probably do promos before and maybe. Um, and they might they might have it that's like a big angle afterwards or something to kind of progress the feud somewhere. Because it's a live show that's on tickets for it. Tickets go on sale on Monday, don't they? So yeah, yeah. I, I assume they'll have like packages or stuff before the match as well. well yeah, so that'd be interesting. Uh, the the uh, thing the thing is as well is that if they've got fans going, they can always do like dark and stuff like that, can't they? Before yeah, yeah, they can always, yeah. they can do other tapings and whatnot. Uh, right, okay, so moving on. We've got um, oof, a bit of a treat. We've got the women's title match. We've got Hikaru Shida versus Tai Conti. This was excellent. Yeah. And then um, this this felt like, again, could have been main event. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, and this, this, is, this is, out of all the matches on the show tonight, this is the one with the most build. So um, Tai's been like number one ranked for the last few weeks. Her and Shida have been sort of, they've been they've been helping each other out, you know, with... with They've been tagging, yeah. They've been helping each other. They've been in each other's corners, but now obviously they have to. They have to come together and, and, and fight for the uh, for the women's title. Um, and it was a really good match. Um, what, the thing that really surprised, oh, no, the thing, the, nothing, the thing that surprised me most about this match, apart from the fact that it was really good, which I obviously thought it would be. Um, Shida kind of she didn't work heel, but she was certainly she taking, was working the more heel out of the two though she was certainly taking the shortcuts like she was mm. using the ropes she was doing moves on the outside she was grabbing the hair yeah they, they did they did quite a good way of um see i i think this is kind of the beginning of teasing maybe is she the heel turn because just based on stuff after the match but they did a good way of kind of explaining it away on commentary during the match by going by saying like oh yeah well she either knows like how good conti is and how Conti is probably her biggest test as a champion yet. So she's going to try and win by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they sort of they, they played off like Shida having to do like whatever it takes to, to sort of get the, the upper hand. Um, and obviously Ty Conti is, is a pretty much the ultimate sympathetic babyface in, in, in the AW roster. If you don't like yeah. Ty Conti, if you don't like Ty Conti, you have no soul, effectively. Um, yeah. Because, you know, good luck on her. She's, she's just dead. She's dead lovely. She's just a lovely person and she does real hard kicking in the face. You know, what, what's not to like? Oh, fucking hell. There was, there was a knee. She did to Sheeda's mouth dead early on. And I was just like, Jesus, what what on earth is this? <laughs> oh, we're, we're going straight to this. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, as you'd expect from, from these two women, like, loads of really good, like, foot and knee strikes, uh, loads of really good sort of mat wrestling and, and submission wrestling. Um... She just sort of focuses on the on the like the back of of Ty and sort of like damaging the the, the, the back and the spine. As they point out in commentary, this is sort of, obviously this will have the effect of, of sort of like neutralizing some of the judo throws she likes to use, and obviously the Ty KO and, and sort of moves like that. Um, yeah, they go to the outside. Ty Conti hits like two really really good pump kicks. Yeah, in this match as well. She does that so well. One of them is like a desperation where she sort of like just pulls it out and like just collapses immediately afterwards. Which she and her selling this. We, we talked was about that. The, was that the one where she took the uh, super kick, not super kick, superplex, and she like rolled through, got on her feet, and then just hit it? Yes, and then just collapsed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her sell, her selling has gotten really good over the last like month or so. Um, yeah, when she's been on like when, when she's been a bit regular on dynamite, I think. It's uh, it's really improved. Um, she did the old um, the Bret Hart spot, didn't she, in the corner as well, where they go like chest first into the corner and then just crumple to the mat. Yeah, 
Uh, Shida had a really did a really good spot as well. Where she she had tie up in the corner on like a, like she's going for a four way slam, but then instead of dropping backwards, she sort of just dropped tie forwards like onto the turnbuckle. That was horrible. That was vile. <laughs> and she just sort of bounced <laughs> off and like landed on the outside. Yeah, that that made me sad. She <laughs> <laughs> uh, was definitely working the more like ruthless sort of style and the more like mm. like, like not not you said not full heel, but she was getting to that sort of grey area a little bit. Yeah, there, there was a really um, just just before that as well. There was a really cool, like innovative thing that Ty did, and Excalibur like made a really big deal out of it as well. Where she like hung Sheeta over the top rope and hit a sent on on Sheeta off the top. Oh yeah. Um, and Excalibur was like, "Oh, that's the first time I think we've ever seen Ty go on, go up top." Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Aaron? Um, just off a tasty saying, um. Shida was working more of the heel stuff. It's just really Shida putting over that she needed to do things she doesn't normally do to beat Connie, to make her a threat, to make it yeah. seem like they had a chance. But, yeah, there, there was a similar sort of thing in the um, Derby and Jungle Boy match later on as well. Yeah. That they did, which again, it, it does, I do like that. It does like kind of make out that that person's a bit more of a threat. Um also, uh, the, I like the fact the um, the protected the DD tie didn't yes. tie you at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So one of the big one of the big moments in this match was um, Shida kicks out of the tie KO. Yeah. And Ty's Ty's facial expression when that happens is is an absolute treat. Like she looks she looks absolutely aghast. She um, she's got a really good like surprised face, doesn't she? When it's uh, yeah, when like the match isn't going away. Like I remember when she had that match with Nyla a couple of weeks ago, and she, uh, I can't remember what she'd hit on Nyla, but she hit something that should have put Nyla away. And also when Nyla. she saw when she saw Ryzen's horrible boner on being the elite this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's been into Doc Gallows' blue juice. Anyway, um, yeah. So so obviously the so the, the match sort of finishes. Um, Ty goes hits the Ty KO. Gets to, it's a very close two. Like it's a, it's a, it's a pop the crowd too, um, and then they sort of go back and forth a little bit. Shida goes to the Tamashe, um, Ty dodges it, and then another few, bit more striking, and Shida hits the katana, which is like the it's like the sort of the spinning knee, isn't it? She does. It's, yeah, it's like a spin kick, isn't it? Yeah, except it's just a knee. It's a spinning kick, except it's a knee to the side of the well, face. A, a knee hits the side <laughs> of the face. Yeah, when she does the, when she throws it. Yeah. A spinning heel um, kick, but it's the knee that gets used. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I thought this match was excellent. So it was really and, and just to point out, I'm not doing this in every match tonight, but this match went 19 minutes. Which is, I think it's the longest, it might be the longest match of the night. Um, that, that, uh, I mean, this felt like it should have been on a pay-per-view or something. I mean, it was the longest match of the night. Mm. It, did, it, it didn't, didn't feel like the longest. It, the longest. It, yeah, it absolutely breathed <laughs> like it was a really good yeah. match in that sense. Yeah, but, but credit to the credit to to the to, the, to them to get nineteen minutes to go on TV and, and making the most of it. Like this is a fantastic match. Like, yeah. Again, you know, considering six months ago we were saying how fucked the AW Women's Division was and how it was in serious trouble, and now it's potentially one of the strongest parts of the show, which is which is crazy um, to see the turn. And it's it's. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say absorb it of all of it since because it had a few, but ever since the the women's eliminator tournament, it seems to have kicked into another gear. Yeah, agreed. And they've they've kept them 
they've got Rio as an army over there, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I've not. So one thing I'll, I'll talk about this very briefly. One of the things I really, I really start to enjoy because I don't, I don't have the time to watch like all of AW. Like I don't have time to watch Dark because it's on late no. night and I, I'm normally work early. Um, but one thing I really like about watching Dynamite is they sort of just dangle the results on the bottom of the screen throughout the show. So if, if you see something you like, you can make a note and go, "Oh, I'll, I'll crack back and watch that." Like so, yeah. one thing I'm definitely going to check out is um, Ryu Mizunami had a, a tag team match with Layla Hirsch. There you go. I'm, yeah. abs- I'm absolutely banged down for that. So I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be looping back and checking that out. Uh, well, know, the other two, like no names are. Oh no! It, yeah, in... no it, it was against. So they, they had a match against Nyla Rose and Maddie Rinkowski. So, yeah, they, they've been they've been tagging together on a dark elevation battle since. Yeah. So yeah. So I was just saying to Aaron, it was um, Ryu and Layla versus um, Nyla and Maddie. Yeah. Which I'm going. To, I'm going to, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, while it's up, while it's uploading, I'm going to go and watch that match. Those um, there's something else on uh, Dark Elevation, which sounds really good. Yeah, while we're talking about Dark Elevation, one thing um, I will absolutely insist that everybody goes and watches because it is on YouTube is Danny Limelight versus the chap they've got over from DDT Pro. Oh um, yeah, uh, Konosuke Takashita. Yeah, please watch that match. For two I'm, reasons. Go, I'm one, gonna I'm gonna check that out. Definitely. One because it absolutely bangs, and two because Tony cannot pronounce his name to save his life. <laughs> I mean oh, the way the way it's um, spelled. I'm surprised that a uh, that Big Show didn't call and take shit. <laughs> but no, that that match was. I mean, Danny Limelight is the he's the unsung hero of of non dynamite programming. Um, he's he's fantastic in everything he does, and yeah, this this guy this friend guy of the podcast, a, Danny Limelight. He's been uh, this other guy, Takashita. He's been over from DDT Pro. He's been. He's actually. He was on the house show, wasn't he? Tagged with um, Kenny. Yeah, he's. Um, he tagged with Kenny in the books and Nakazawa. Um, and he's. He kind of like said, "Oh yeah, we'll be back over at some point for uh, to do some more stuff with AW." Yeah, which is great. Uh, he, he seems a real. Really, he's twenty three, and he seems. Mm-hmm. A, he seems an enormous talent. He seems incredible. So yeah. do, check, do check. He's got a few. I think he's done a few matches on on Dark and Dark Elevation. Please go and check them out. Okay. I saw. I I didn't. I only saw that he wrestled there live. Like I was like, yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> like, please go watch it. Um, so after the match, uh, after the women's match, sorry, we have um, Britt Baker's music hits, and she she storms out and she she sort of turns around, points to the screen, and the women's rankings come up. And obviously she's 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 got some friends in the um, in the graphics department because there's a big like on-screen explosion and the rankings change. And that was awesome. Yeah, that... Britt Brit Baker because obviously because Ty's lost, Britt Baker's now ranked yeah. number one, which is pretty... that made that made Britt feel like a really big deal as well. The way these I I think she's getting the belt at double. She's absolutely taking that belt off Sheeta. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that, like that, that's no disrespect to anyone else in the women's division, but I feel like Britt Baker is the person who has to win that belt. Hey, and I, guess, I mean, no disrespect to Sheeta, she's I think she's had a decent title reign. I think she's, she's put up some crap. And this is, I think, this has been her best title defense against, um, oh, yeah, against Ty. But I think she's sort of wrestled everyone that she probably can now, yeah. Yeah, there's people like she. I don't think she's wrestled Layla Hirsch. I'd quite like to see she the best Layla Hirsch, and that'd be a banger. Um, and there's a there's a lot of people like who are sort of on on the precipice of getting onto like Dynamite and Dark Elevation, who've had like a few bits and bobs done here and there on Dark. That I'd quite like to see she the wrestle. But but I mean, in terms of people who are ready, like in terms of people who like who have got the record to to challenge for the title, I think she's. I mean, do more. 
yeah, she's the only the only person, interestingly enough, that she other than Brit that she that hasn't faced is Rio. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think it it makes more sense for Brit to take that belt off Sheeda and then Rio can feud with Sheeda as with um sorry Brit as well. And then, and, then, and, more... and then that puts Thunder Rosa in the title picture, and you know it's a lot of exciting stuff going on there. And, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say Baker needs the title, though. It's I more. Know, of... I think the title needs Baker. Yeah, the title yeah. needs Baker. I, I think. Like, who the I fuck thought Rip's we'd be saying person's... that twelve months ago? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, twelve months ago was when she turned heel. Where I was like, yeah, she's she's the fucking best thing in the women's division on AEW right now. Um, but like certainly at the start when they were trying to just make a vanilla baby based Brit Baker, oh she's a dentist though you know. Whereas now she's like an actual despicable piece of shit heel, and she's brilliant at it. Dentist is evil, obviously. You know anyone well, yeah. that? Oh, it's like <laughs> look at he's a Yankum. <laughs> yeah, the show Bahara's mate. It's, it's, it's all there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so we, obviously they're, they're going to do the build now towards Briffy Sheeta. I like we, we've just discussed. We'd be highly surprised if, if that doesn't end with with gold around Brit Waist. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, oh, speaking of gold around waists, we have a, another little quick Miro vignette. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miro's a scary man, and if you get champion, he's probably going to pat you. So um, Kip's wrestling next week, isn't he? Well, you say he's wrestling. Is Miro just going to do a murder on? I was going to say, is Miro just going to murder him before the match <laughs> or after the match? Um, or during the match? I, I was quite surprised that Miro... I, I get the impression this is going to lead to Miro against Derby at um, Double or Nothing. The way they've kind of built this. I mean, unless it's a swerve and he takes off the books and has both tight, uh, both tight team belts like Matt Morgan. But, you know... Let's, well, let's... if you Fox and Kingston... Let's not talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I think he's he's obviously prepping him for a run at some sort of title. Obviously, the main event seems a little bit crowded at the moment. Him, yeah. I tell you what, him and Darby would have a fucking great match as well. When you say him and Darby would have a great match, they, they'd certainly have a, a wonderful 20 minutes of Darby just getting the piss beaten out of him. That's what, no, but that's what I mean. Like Darby, Darby's matches are good because it's him getting battered and then just firing up and then getting Re- battered again. Remember, remember Darby v. Brian Cage in the Battle Royal? Imagine that, but for like 20, 25 yeah. minutes. Darby's literally yeah. going to turn into one of them skeletons that you get in your chemistry class that the teacher has. Gets <laughs> lobbed in the air. Yeah, but yeah, I I think um, I think Miro is probably going to face Darby, isn't he? I think it's safe yeah. to say at this. Yeah, point. I mean that, that that's where your money would be if you, if Miro's going to pick a. Um... Or they could do like a multi-man match. They've got a lot of guys around that scene at the moment, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're well, good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, obviously the, the TNT titles sort of like that. It makes the most sense, doesn't it? I mean, Darby's been doing a really good. We'll, talk, we'll obviously get into this later. Darby's doing a really good job of, sort of like showing it off on TV, which is great. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because Miro's putting everyone on notice. Basically, he's a big scary man. And he wants to win some some titles. Fair play. Uh, next up, we've got Tony out for uh, an interview that doesn't get interrupted this time. Amazingly, um, out of. <laughs> he brings up the inner circle. Um, I quite like this in a sort of cringy. I, your dad. I'm just going to say now it was my low. I wrote it before before the segment had even finished. I'd wrote low next to what my notes were. I just I, thought it was shit. I liked. I liked. So I don't think they. I think it could have been tightened up a bit, and I think they definitely went on a bit. 
they say yeah. as they as they record a one hour twenty minute podcast on a two hour show. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I liked the sort of the sort of cadence of it. So it sort of bounced around quite sprightly. I thought so. Jericho started off, and then Hager had a bit in, and then Jericho took it back, and then it bounced over to to Santana. Santana's bit was good. Yeah, Santana proving that again, him and Ortiz are the biggest natural baby faces in AEW yeah. when he used them right. Um, then Sammy chirped in with a little bit. Uh, I, I sort of liked the way that it, it sort of gave everyone something to do, except for Ortiz, who was still looking cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little bit rambly, and I don't think on an episode where they had the big promo last week and then the Pinnacle had the big moment this week, it probably didn't quite need to be here. Yeah, it felt like Jericho got lost a few times as well, like when he was singing. It was like oh, the, the, the singing bit was that was a bit. Yeah, that was, that was, maybe, that was maybe a bridge too far. I'm, yeah, I'm not it, lie. I, I fell asleep during this. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought it was awful. I thought it was really bad. Like the the, the one note I've got is Santana looking like a god. Basically, is my note. Santana is <laughs> just such a cool guy. I just want to be. His yeah, that's Santana's a cool guy, Kyle. That is how you be a cool guy. Okay. <laughs> not not dressed like other wrestlers. Um, yeah. I mean, I understand. I understand why they feel like they need to do it because obviously blood and guts is coming up very quickly, and they need to they need to sort of like cram in all of the build. The thing but... is, is that. All they needed was the beginning bit where Jericho was talking about the match and the end bit where Jericho was talking about the match. They didn't need any of the stuff that was in the middle, which was just like Jericho making dad jokes and Hager throwing straws and not fucking talking into the microphone because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I keep the Santana bit as well. That was, that was essential. Yeah, the Santana bit was fantastic. Um, but that was like the only redeeming bit of this for me. Um, wasn't impressed at all by it. But it, the, basically where where it took us was that there's going to be a pinnacle versus in a circle parlay next week, to, which is basically, Jericho said, to discuss the battle plans before the match. Um, is this going to be the same as the War Council and the same as the Town Hall meeting? And the oh, same absolutely. Is, is it going to be two of them at podiums with Eric Bishop asking questions? A hundred percent it's going to be that. <laughs> you know for a fact it's going to be that. <laughs> Only difference is they're probably going to have like the fucking security in the middle of the ring to separate them, like you do. Yeah, with stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, why don't they just, just do a fucking contract signing or something? Get Jenny Springer it. That's what I demand. Get him in. Uh, right. Okay. So we'll move on from that because obviously it was it was not essential viewing, should we say? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of things that wasn't essential view. Speaking of, speaking of non-essential viewing, <laughs> I actually didn't mind this. Um, I, so- I thought wow. that was- there was some good moments to this, but it just again it, it didn't need to happen, did it? There was no. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna counterpoint you here. Um, yeah. So first of all, first of all, you guys thought this was my low. First of all, we're talking about Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall, the match. Yeah. Um, Gun. Yeah. There's, first there's of all, can, first there. of all, can we respect that he's now allowed to be called Billy Gunn? Yeah. So Billy comes out, my dude's fifty-seven. And he looks fucking all right. I wasn't angry about Billy Gunn being there, to be fair. Um, so he comes out and he's he's high fiving his kids who are in the front row and hugging them and whatnot. He he hugs Austin, doesn't hug Colton. Um, don't know why, but maybe I don't want to get into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, as um, 
as Marsh has come out, he's, he's flanked by um, Aaron Solo and Nick Amaretto. No Anthony Agogo, uh, interestingly. We'll see. Well, Agogo cuts a promo in like the little picture and picture thing, doesn't he? Saying, I'm like draped in the Union Jack as well. <laughs> yeah. Saying so, you know, like, he hates America. He hates America. And he's it's, only, it's a filthy country and he's only there. He's only there to make money off them. I was like, yeah, go ahead, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love a go-go. I love Camarato. It's it's QT. He just does fuck off on me. So first of all, Billy Gunn charges up the ramp at the start and QT just launches Aaron Solo into him. <laughs> Yeah, and, just and Billy, Billy just clotheslines him, and Aaron sells it like he's been shot. He's down for off five minutes. Yeah, um, he then yeah. sort of QT sort of scampers out the way, and QT and then Billy Gunn thumps Kamaroto, which was which was quite cool. Yeah. Uh, then they have a they have a very deliberately paced match. Should we say? Can, can we just admire that Billy Gunn is unbeaten in seventeen matches? Also, seventeen. That's insane. None of which occurred on Dynamite. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't like, think any of them were singles matches either. No, quite possibly not. No, and this is his first singles match. So I mean, the, the, the match itself was well, I'd say no great jakes. It was it was fine. It, it wasn't offensive. There was a lot of there was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, um, the, the two the two men, I'd say the two men looked all of their combined years as they went at it with each other. You know, neither yeah. of them are, neither of them are twenty three years old, should we say? Um, so then we have um, there's a bit on the outside where Billy gets attacked by Nick Comrade, and then Austin and Colton jump the barrier and they the gun bucks jump the barricade. Yeah, they they've got like they've got like the, got, like, the fucking Dragon Ball Z, like they, you know the Afro Samurai. Co- one, Cody's godsons head. jump the barricade. You know that the headband from Afro Samurai, which is like longer than yeah. like a person. They've got like them on. Yeah. Like those, they are the longest headbands I've ever seen in my entire life. And so, so they they sort of fight out towards the uh, towards Sue's parking lot, out to the right hand side of the arena. Um, Sue's parking lot. <laughs> but then, obviously, the, the man the man we didn't account for, Matt Gogo makes his way out, and he he does a he does a punch, you know, a boxing punch. Well, well, he does a bolo punch to the stomach, right? Would you like to know what a bolo punch is? I would is? love to know what a bolo punch is. Well, it's a traditional punch used in martial arts, not boxing. Uh, a bolo Isn't boxing is also... in martial arts? No. Is it? No, it's well, not. It, yeah, it's in mixed martial arts. Ah, yeah. Anyway, bolo is a Filipino word for machete and is primarily used for fucking... Choppy, choppy, choppy. Choppy, choppy, pee-pees, aye. That one. <laughs> Vegetables, uh, aye. Right, yeah, so so Ogogo punches. It's the same sort of, like, gut kidney gut punch that he did the, the yeah. other week. Um gun, punch. Yeah. Um, gun sort of staggers into the ring. Cutie Marshall hits a acceptable diamond cutter. <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> um. <laughs> and picks up the win. So Cutie Marshall is victorious. Um, after the match, which is the most, I think, sort of the most, the most sort of interesting part for me, is um, so QT like motions to Gogo on the outside to, to get something, and he gets like a, a weird wooden chair out from under the ring, which we've never seen before in AEW. This this chair, it was, it was like a proper like old school deck chair, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like something some, you'd, some you'd find in a pub beer garden. <laughs> um, yeah. So he slides into the ring and. QT is about to break it over Billy. 
and then Dustin comes out with a bull rope for some reason. Because you know, that's... I love the fact. Well, because we're probably they're gonna because it's Cody's fucking show. He's gonna make sure they shoehorn some old school aspect in, <laughs> yeah, of the Rhodes family history, and Dustin's gonna have a fucking bull rope match with QT at say, double or nothing. Dustin's new face paint is fucking fire. What a sharp boy! Uh, yeah, big uh, into that. Big into that. So he's he's got like he's still got half his face painted, but like the bottom half of his face. So first it just looked like it looked like he was wearing a bandana or something, like and a then, like, mask or something. Yeah, and then and then when you really get up close to the camera, because you realise it's actually painted on. He's got like a big like sort of toothy smile thing on it. It looks. Like I, think it looks I think it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, so then he sort of makes the save, and then Nick Camarotto comes in. And Dustin just wangs him with the chair and it splints over his head and he just stands there and takes it. He's a hard bastard. And Nick Camarato uh, has a really good look. I don't get why he's wearing that big baggy jacket. No, Because it made them look tiny. Did he kill Brian Kendrick and steal off him or something? Well, he, Possibly. He, he took it off before he got hit by the chair. He did, yeah. but yeah. it made them look really small when he was next to people. Like when he was next to Billy Gunn, who's massive, and then he was next to Dustin, who's also massive. He looked very, very small compared Dustin, to them. Dustin. Looked good, man. Dustin looked pretty lean when he came out as well. Yeah, look like he looked like he's really Dustin, tightened up. Dustin looks great, like at the moment. You gotta give him credit for that. But and uh, Nick 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 Camaro looked like that monster at the end of this as well. Yeah, so he I just... feel like this this feud is there to make a go go and Camarato look like absolute beat and Solo as well. So this, like is, this is a, this is where I'm gonna count to you. Um, so you said that this didn't need to be here I think it did this is the hard yards like this is not going to be okay this is not going to be this is not going to be compelling programming but if in six to eight six to twelve months time we want to look at Nick Comoroto and Anthony Gogo as AW stars we need to have segments like this now you could have easily done that though by having one of them beat Billy just remember when you got Randy Orton and Batista you had to deal with Triple H (laughs) just remember that yeah, but at the, same, at the same time, they have to establish QT as like, as like the, the going, main I'm man. I'm going a second. Wait there, wait there. I need, I need to oh, address this a second. Because <laughs> yesterday, I compared the dynamic of something to Shawn Michaels and Diesel. No, and Aaron what? got absolutely offended that I'd even put those no. two people in the same sentence as Shawn Michaels. You compared someone to Shawn Michaels, and I can't even no, remember who it was. I, I compared, I compared uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez as dynamic. And I said dynamic. To Shawn Michaels, and you, you don't put them in the same sentence as Shawn Michaels. I mean, that's absolutely the, that's the entire angle they're doing, right up to the so, point where it's going to be hilarious when um, Gonzalez so beats the piss out of the guy because she's the better one. I, obviously, I just I just need to address the fact that Aaron has just compared QT Marshall to Triple H. <laughs> I mean, they're after twenty four hours removed, <laughs> having a go at me for doing the same thing. But not the same thing at all. Oh, I just want to, get... to make sure that's that that's addressed because you, you, you've got to deal with them. both. All right, there's, I know what you're saying. There's people who'll be listening to both the NXT and AEW ones. Just want okay. to make sure I didn't I didn't leave that stone unturned. No, no, the, the, the whole mine's is justified. It's fine. Right. Well, let's move. Let's move. Let's. No, it isn't. Speaking of yeah. speaking of bad takes, guys. Let's move it on to the. Um, let's move it on to Don Callis and his bad takes. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to a little promo. We've got the elite in the trailer. Um, everyone's there. Nakazawa's on his little computer. Like, um, office Nakazawa. 
Nick Jackson in a Versace suit that's costing them around about 1500 quid. Yep. You know, it's like, like, it's like a Versace, like Versace tracksuit. He's got, he's got like a, a flat cap on as well. He look he looks real fly. Yeah. <laughs> All the belts are there. It's got, you've got the good brothers are there. The books are there. Kenny's there. They're talking about how, you know, since they've been together, business, they, they, they blew the ratings up in Japan. They had Bullet Club shirts and the topic, then All Elite Wrestling, and they've gone, oh, yeah, the Elite, we're here. You know, we made this all happen. Uh, Omega says, you know, he's going to uh, he's gonna say something serious now. He's got a message. And all of a sudden, you can hear, like, a car horn beeping outside. It's like a real, real insistent. And, like, Kenny's, Kenny's trying to thought keeps, like, getting thrown off. And he's like, oh, they're looking out the window to try and sort of see what's going on. So then the camera cuts outside, and it's a... it's. I, I want to believe that's Moxie's actual truck. It probably is, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's Moxie and Kingston in, like, a big, like, pickup truck. It's one, it's one of their trucks. Yeah, one of them owns that car. Absolutely. <laughs> they literally just drive straight into the trailer. They get out. Um, Eddie comes around the back, like to the driver's side, and he just says to Moxie, like casually, like, "Have you got the bar?" And Moxie just pulls out like an iron bar out of the truck. Obviously, you know, of course he has. Um, so then, like Eddie is just like chatting shit, like screaming shit at them. And Moxie's like breaking all the windows with an iron bar, which is phenomenal. Um, they open the the trailer and. The elite have fled, presumably out of another door, whilst they were sort of making their way around. You didn't, you didn't see them; they just like booked it. Um, or they weren't in that trailer; they were in like one very close to it. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe, maybe it was like one. maybe it was like one over. Yeah, they had the decoy trailer. <laughs> yeah, the decoy trailer. Yeah, so they break all the windows. They cut. Up, they, they cut like a, it's not really a promo. They're, they're sort of like just because they're not talking to the camera; they're just, they're just shouting at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, they're like, oh, they're not here. Whatever. Eddie Kingston says he wants to try and steal the young bucks as their Dior trainers. Yeah. And Mox says you've <laughs> stolen enough people's shoes, which I'd be absolutely howling. Yeah, he's like, you're not stealing anyone. You're not stealing anyone's sneakers. <laughs> okay. Then they, they they they're gonna go off because um, Eddie wants to go and get a steak. Apparently, that's. Uh... I, I I love I love this. I want a buddy cop film with <laughs> Mox and Kingston so bad. As, as Kingston's about to walk back to the car, Mox just like javelins the fucking pipe. Yeah. Right in front of his face, <laughs> like through the window, <laughs> and Eddie shits himself. <laughs> it's like right in front of him as well. He yeah. absolutely <laughs> did that on purpose as well, though, didn't he? Just to try and just to try and get Eddie to look like to shit himself on telly. <laughs> and yeah, Eddie's like, "What'd you throw that for?" I was right there, and he was like, well, "Don't be in the way, then." <laughs> Yeah, I love these two. It's fucking great. So obviously, I mean, this is the the build. They're, they're definitely building to um, Mox and Eddie versus the Bucks, aren't they? That's going to be like the match. Yeah. But, well, Mo- Mox needs something after not being in the world title picture. Like it feels yeah. weird having Mox not there after so long, but he needs something. Yeah, we, we need to see him doing something. So glad he's got that sorted out for him. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's like he's said, it's a fun promo. I, I can watch, I can just watch these guys. I can watch these guys sit on a bench and laugh at clouds for like an hour. You know, they're, they're that entertaining together. They really are. Um, more of that, please. Give, give us all the mocks and Eddie, please. They're really good fun. Um, speaking of really good fun, let's have a bit more Team Taz action. So we've got Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Christine Cage. It's not Powerhouse Hobbs. As his music states, it's Powerhouse Hobbs. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Christian Cage. Uh, so this is a match that was sort of teased. Like, so this is this is the fallout of Nick Cage like neglect, like rejecting theme stars. Now he has to deal with Hobbs. Um, again, another another very fun match. Um, real hard hitting, solid match. Um, uh, Aaron, I, I have tell, tell tell me why you didn't like it, Aaron. Oh, I, it's just Christian just constantly on the flare. Panting like he's knackered all the time. One thing like, I will say that I really going to stand up and do something. <laughs> One thing I do quite like about Christian these days is he's got the sort of like shocked, haggard look of a man who's like traveling yeah. from some sort of horrible future. Yeah, like, <laughs> it looks like he's. It looks like he's just come back. He's been sent back by John Connor to like protect his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's seen. He's seen. He's fucking seen some things. I'm I'm sick of seeing him rolling about the flare for a ten minute match. Mate, he's he's like, he's like fifty, mate. You know, he's, uh... Do something. You work hard. Didn't roll about the ring. He is working right. hard. That's why he's fucking gassed all the time. <laughs> see, shit's like outwork everyone, mate. Come on, play the game. Well, he's no. He's just rolling about I mean, the flare. He, he is. He broke a sweat. The more than you fucking have. <laughs> If that's the case, then Shane McMahon's the hardest working cunt in wrestling. He is, mate. That's the case. He is. <laughs> no, do you know what? You've got to work to make them his look good. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler done it back in 2016, so... Shane beat Dolph to be best in the world, mate. It's fine. Um, oh. Anyway, yeah, this match, um, it was, it was, again, it was pretty much designed, wasn't it, to make Hobbs look good. Yeah, and keep Christian's momentum going, which it, it served its purpose. Hobbs looked like an absolute fucking beast in this match. See, it doesn't feel like momentum for Christian because he's constantly just. I mean, he won. Yeah, he won. You know, he won. But that's that's momentum, mate. He's going up the road. No, rampers. it doesn't. Oh, I, I don't that's... know how it's. David, that's how, that's how the that's how the rankings work. Though, if you win, you you move up <laughs> like a league table, mate. In football, if you win, you go up the table. If you lose, you go down. But momentum, like you have to be convincing. Do it with justice and oomph. There's well, no oomph the whole, in Christian. The whole thing is, is that he's a wily veteran and he'll find a way to win, which he did. Yeah, and like the whole sort of storyline is that he's been at the ring a long time and he's, he's sort of getting yeah. himself back up to full steam. There's little gobshites like you questioning whether he's fucking belongs there. I'm not. It's not a case of he doesn't. This is why Vince there. wouldn't let do him go full time. Else that I know you can do. Hey mate, he did. A, he did a full on frog splash in this match, like off the top yeah. rope. Wow, yeah. I could do a frog splash. Yeah, like fucking Snoop Dogg. Mate. Would it? Would it be that good? <laughs> <laughs> True. Flailing um, through the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, some things that were in the match anyway to get us all going uh, Tony Schiavone that was pretty good to- Tony Schiavone Schiavone? Schiavone uh, I don't know if anyone in AEW has toyed with Christian like this it's the second match in AEW Tony <laughs> well, I'll, tell you now. I'll tell you now that Frankie Kazarian didn't so therefore definitely has <laughs> I mean um, if you want to go back to his TNA days, I'm pretty sure Sting did. 
Yeah, and he is an AW now, so that's that's technically a true statement. It's te- te- technical, so... Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Daniels has probably wrestled Christian in, in TNA as well. I'm pretty sure he must have, yeah. Christian Daniels yeah. wrestled everybody in fucking TNA. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, we, can we have a bit of... Um... A bit of appreciation for the the six spine buster that Hobbs Hill and Cage. Um, well, yeah. sp- speaking of that sexy spine buster, Jr. goes an Anderson like a uh, power bomb. Taz replied, "It's a spine buster, Jr." <laughs> Taz, Taz, again, Taz on commentary really for both the team Taz matches. He really added an, an, an extra dimension on commentary. I thought tonight um, we talked yeah, about Taz did. before how like how how it, how he's able to like put over people that he doesn't. In the terms of character, he doesn't necessarily agree with, but he doesn't bury them, which you know we, we talk about this a lot. And he, he did it really well tonight, but on two counts. Yeah, um, yeah, I like I like the fact as well that um, Hobbs pretty much like had it in the bag, and then he got cocky, and that's what cost him. Like again, it didn't it didn't hurt him, it didn't hurt Christian. It it told a good enough story that I think because I feel like this is this is building up to. Christian versus Cage. Yeah. Cage versus Cage. Cage versus Cage in a cage. Well, they, they, teased, <laughs> they teased after this match um, Starks and Christian, didn't they? Um, yeah. There was a very good spot as well. Like the only other time, really, where Hobbs took his foot off the gas, where um, he goes for a superplex and Christian slides through and hits like a really nice looking powerbomb. Yeah. And then the frog splash. Um, but yeah, basically Hobbs goes for town business. Uh, he stops to kind of pose, and as he's posing, Christian drops down behind, hits a quick kill switch, and gets the win. Yeah, um, can, we, can, can we? Can we? Um, can we just? Can we appreciate that Hobbs hits a move? Like, is it is it part of town business, or is it just before he remember town business? He basically hit the stampede, which was Doctor Death. That's, that's that's what town business is. It's yeah. the, the uh, Oklahoma Stampede. Which is a, a lovely, a lovely little tribute to Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Um, I, I thought it was good. I thought this is the best Hobbs has looked, um, pretty much since he signed for AW. Yeah. This is the first time he's had a. This is his first singles match on Dynamite. Is it his first ever singles match? No, he's had a singles match. This no, is his first one. He had one versus Darby, did he not? Yeah, yeah. he's had he's had singles Sorry. matches on Dynamite. It's his yeah. first one. In quite some time, yeah, and he, I, yeah, he looked, he looked legit in this. He really did. Yeah, I was really impressed by him. I really liked his character work as well in this. Yeah, his, his facial think, expressions are fucking brilliant. I think he's he, he was put on a bit strong when he first turned. I think he's sort of got the balance right now. I think it's yeah. He just he just looks mean, doesn't he? Like yeah. when he's when he's scowling, and I mean, you've got I'm a guy like Ricky Starks who's like in the faction with him. You've got to think Starks has probably mentored him with some of that. Yeah, I might look look at look at him. Like, look at his look. He looks fucking dangerous. It's great. Oh, he's he's gonna be he's like th- there was a lot of kind of really good building towards the future of AW on the show as far as guys who in a couple of years are gonna be big deals. And Hobbs is definitely one. Hangman and Starks are. Um, yeah, we haven't, even got, we haven't even got to another two of them yet. Yeah. So um, even Ty and Cheetah as well. Yeah. And to a degree, obviously, you had a, a go going Comrato and Solo all involved in that bit. Um, and MJF as well, to a degree, Miro. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like this was a very good episode as far as highlighting what AEW's got down the road, as opposed to making a big deal out of the big stars. 
Oh shit, sorry, I've got some breaking news, by the way, because I've just been keeping oh. tabs. Uh, the ratings for this week have just come in. Yes. I, I was looking for them. 1.1. Uh, 1.1, okay. So a little drop from last week, but fuck me, staying over a million. Oh, hardly, though. Like, yeah, but staying over a million is huge. Um, yeah. And we, we were talk about the future, obviously. And it's great, this is this is two weeks in a row now, Darby Allen's main evented um, to over a million people. Yep. Which is great. Uh, I'd, speak- I'd love to. I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see like the way they do the TNT title matches at the end. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it makes it feel it like a huge deal. Like we'll get to that in a second. We'll, to, we'll do a little bit of, a bit of housekeeping before we get to the main event. Uh, a few more last little things on the show. Um, so yeah, after the match, um, I quite like that Starks was still selling the angle when he came out after the match as well. I really, really yeah. expected that. And he came out to check on to check on Hobbs. A, a weird sort of like. I mean, he came out for like sort of glare at Christie, but it was a, a weird bit of like um, concern. Yeah, he was, by yeah, yeah, concerned about Hobbs patting on him, and then at the same time not even looking at Hobbs, just staring at <laughs> yeah, staring all like, through Christie. He, he looked, he, he looked almost like he felt like he, the look on his face was almost like he bit off a bit more than he could chew with him. Yeah. Uh, right, so then we get some matches announced for next week's Dynamite. So we get um, getting Orange Cassidy versus Penta, as Penta chews his way through the best friends. Um, speaking of best friends, we also get Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. Um, we get the Young Bucks versus the Sidells. We've got um, the Nightmare Family, that is Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, Big Shotty versus uh, QT Marshall, Nick Comaroto, and Aaron Solo. And we have Brian Cage versus Hangman Page, which is going to be all the rage. Yeah. yeah. We're, de- we're definitely getting that fucking meme match, aren't we? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and obviously we're having the, the, the parlay, uh, Pinnacle and Circle parlay. So yeah, sounds like a good fun show next week. Uh, before we get to the main event, we've got a little, another little brief interlude. Uh, this, Jesus Christ, like, every time she appears, Jay Cargo just gets better, doesn't she? Like, yeah. No matter no matter how ropey she was, like, this promo was was legit. Like, it was good. Like She spoke for less than 30 seconds and got herself so much higher up in the pecking order mm. just with this it's 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 I, I mean i don't i can't remember the last time i saw someone take to wrestling this naturally <laughs> you know it's 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 terrifying if she carries i mean obviously it's very early days still but like the, the, i mean they, they said on commentary that the sky is the limit here yeah mm. Yeah. So this is this is a very um, quick this is a very quick Jay Cargo promo and it's and, it, and the, AW did a great job with it as well. So that she basically talks about how like she doesn't need a manager, but she said that every manager in AW is trying to sign her. And then they have like little cuttings from Matt Hardy and Vicky Guerrero saying how like they'd love to represent her uh, in their stables. Yeah. Uh, but, then, then she said she doesn't say that um, they can't have her. Just that if they want her, they've got to pay. Mega, mega money. Yeah, they, they, they'll take a hell of a deal to sign her because she's yeah. her boss and she doesn't need a money. Private, private party were uh, tweeting out about that as well last night, um, saying like that. I, I think you were saying we all look good in gold or something like that. It was like that. <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome. That I, I feel like if if you were to put it with someone, private party would be quite a good match. With like yeah. the sort of like high roller thing they've got going on at the moment. And with, like, Jay Cargill, another person who we didn't even mention in that little roundup of, of future stars that we talked about. Before. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. That would, and that, that was from me pretty much just like skimming, you know, it's going right. Who was on the show? Yeah, uh, yeah, I forgot about Jay. Um, yeah, she's she's been brilliant recently. Um, obviously, I wasn't impressed the first like first promo. I thought it was really bad, but I feel like 
every week she's getting better, and you can see that. And considering they basically like, threw in the deep end, you know. Mm. But that's the thing; it's not like it's not like every week she's getting better in the sense that she you can see a slight improvement. It's like leaps and bounds better. Mm. Like when she did that attack on him on Red Velvet a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Fuck me!" Like she gets it; she just gets it. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with Jade. Um, I feel like she's someone who's probably going to be a big player in the women's division this time next year. Yeah, yeah, like you said, the, you know, the, the, she, we're talking like nearly limitless potential here. Like the upside is ridiculous. Uh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to see what she becomes in, in in the world of wrestling, wherever it maybe. Hopefully, it's NAW, but wherever it ends up being. Um, yeah, speaking of all future potential, oof, let's have um, let's have a TNT title match. And boy, this is a treat. Let's have Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen. This was so good. This was so good. I mean, we we talk, you talked as well, Jay, throughout the show about like matches that could main event. And you, could make, the main and, event. and you could make an argument for any of them, but this, when you think about it, like this was a worthy main event. Um, yeah. And as you said before, like Darby defending the TNT title at the apex of the show. It makes it seem like a huge deal. It makes the title seem really cool and important. Yeah, it, it's a really cool way. They did a similar thing as well when um, Brody was the champion, where whenever he defended the title, it was the main event and it was TV time remaining. Mm. And because of that, it's like, you because you, you know when the show ends, it ends the same time every week. Yeah. So, like, I, I found myself doing it as well, looking at my watch going, fuck me, like, they've only got two minutes left here. They need to... They need to they need to get a finish quickly. They need to go home. Yeah, this is um, yeah, um, but th- this was awesome. This was such a good match. Yeah, it really was. Um, yeah, Jung- and Jungle Boy got a lot. I mean, it's this is it was it's this this was a, a very sort of standard derby match, and that he got the piss beaten out of him quite a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jungle Boy got a lot of the offense. Yeah, I like the fact that early on they just like kind of traded like a lot of like roll ups and holds, and they were just it was just a technical match. It was yeah, and like we said the other week, it's really easy to forget that Darby's a really good technical wrestler. Yeah, um, and the the story of it as well was pretty much that Jungle Boy was kept going for the snare trap, which psychologically was brilliant. Um, yeah, because they've really built that move, and they even showed like they showed a little video, didn't they, of um, of him picking up a lot of wins before the match started. And so they, they said they on of, commentary a few times, no one's actually got out of it. They sort of put it in your head that this was a big deal. Like it tapped Dax out, you know, it tapped yeah. people out. And yeah. out. You know, it's 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 a scary move. It's a, a move that's protected and, and when he locks it in, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, also, Darby's face paint was fucking awesome on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. God damn, I mean, um, and I, you forget how, like, because obviously we've got, we've got a few more fans in than, than we have had over the past few months in, in the Daily's Place nowadays. You forget mm. how Darby is. Like he is, he is like beloved. He's he's there, Jeff Hardy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because like obviously we, cool we've, baby face. we've we've seen his reign sort of start and like his push sort of start in like an era of no fans, and mm. it's it's really hard because like when there's no crowd, you can't. Everyone's kind of over, but no one's over. If that makes sense, because it's like the AW yeah. wrestlers cheering, and so yeah. you don't you don't get that barometer that you normally get in wrestling of like. Who's who's liked, and then when you, when the crowds come back and you realize, oh shit, you know everyone really likes Chris Jericho, and everyone really likes Darby Allen, and everyone really likes Orange Cassidy. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it makes everything seem a little bit cooler, which is really nice. Yeah. To, to see You've got to remember, like when AEW first started, like his first rivalries and big matches were against Jericho, Cody, Moxley, Pac, 
Like that awesome not, rivalry with Sammy. And the first proper rivalry was with Sammy, which put Sammy on the map as well as Darby. Yeah. So they like that's nothing to just look look past. It's when when the fans come back and they're like, oh shit, yeah, because no one's cheered for him for like a year. It's it's hard to remember that he was like one of the most over guys in the company at one point. Well, he yeah. still is. You know what I remember. Like, I remember when we were all watching him. Um, was it full gear? He won the belt. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And all of us popped for it, like genuine pop. It was like. It wasn't even whether we wanted them or not to win, like based on predictions. It was all we were just really happy to see that Derby had won the belt. Yeah. Um, because he is just awesome. Um yeah, there, there was a it, it was cool as well, like the fact that obviously Jungle Boy was the bigger guy in this match because he did use a lot of a lot more power-based moves. Like there was a really cool spot early on where he um and that's a role, just, like, it's, a, it's a role we don't get to see him do very often as well, which is quite nice. Because no. he's, he's either the smallest guy in the ring or he's next to Luchasaurus. So. Yeah. But yeah, he, um, he like speared Derby over the barricade dead early on. And then they were just fighting through the crowd. Did, did the bruise ah. on his body from that, by the way. That, yeah. That, <laughs> that spear over the barricade, it, like they didn't touch the barricade. <laughs> no. <went> properly over it. <laughs> and they just like went through people as well, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> and there was yeah there was there was a lot of cool like really cool um, bits where like Jungle Jungle Boy was like just throwing Derby around like he hit like a belly to belly in the corner and then a nice, really nice looking Tiger Suplex. Um, there was the bit where he was like hitting like the multiple dives on Derby, and Sting was like getting closer and closer to him as he was doing it. And then, which again, it was weird because Sting gets like. Almost gets involved, and then as soon as Luchasaurus just helped, helped them um, help Jungle Boy back in the ring, him and Sting started brawling to the back. Like, yeah. Sting was like, How dare you, <laughs> my son? Um, that, that <laughs> my <cotton>. son, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that cop and drop on the apron as well. Look there, yeah, it was spicy, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so going towards the sort of the, the apex of the match, um, so. Jungle Boy has the snare trap on Darby. Darby makes it to the bottom rope, gets the break. And then Jungle this, this is a beautiful little... So he, he sort of pulls him back into the middle of the ring, locks him in a surfboard, sort of rolls around the ring a bit, locks him into the surfboard a few more times, and then just transitions him right back into a snare trap, which was... Yeah. Yeah, it, looked, it looked so nice. It was so smooth. Like the way and he, is this not the snare trap where he fucking... Yanks his hair and gouges his eyes. In. Yeah, so Darby, yeah. yeah, Darby can't get to the rope, so he like, gouges, gouges his, like Darby like proper digs his fingers into Jungle Boy's eyes, uh, and then so my favorite bit of that is after he's done that, um, Jungle Boy just like as soon as he breaks the hold, he just slaps him like really, really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck um, are you doing, you dickhead? That that was that was the point as well. I looked at I looked at the time and it was like there was two minutes left on the show. I was like. They need to like, go home like now. Like that should have been the finish. Yeah. Um, well, it pretty, much, the... it pretty much was because like straight yeah. from there, um, Jungle Boy goes for a sunset flip, and then Derby rolls through into a Last Supper and picks up a win. Yeah. Um... Has it always been called the Last Supper? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I don't think I'd ever heard it before. Yeah. Um, they started calling it that when they were doing like the shows in the Nightmare Factory. Mm, okay. So I really enjoyed this. So this was a it was a really good match, and I had everything that I wanted uh, from it from these two guys. But obviously, because of the way it finished, it sort of like it sort of left it a bit hanging, a bit honest. Because like 
you've got a feeling there's more to come from these two guys together. I, f- I feel like Jungle Boy was the biggest threat Darby's had to his title so far. Yeah. As far as like these sort of like open challenge matches he's been doing on Dynamite in the last couple of weeks. And there was, um, there was, there was, re- there was real like aggro energy between them after the match finished as well. Yeah. Yeah, like they had like that little stare down, didn't they? And then before they could do anything about it, uh, Sky and Page attacked Darby, and um, like it was like, okay, well, that's match over. But yeah, I, I definitely think this is a match we're probably going to revisit yeah. somewhere down the line. It was just that little crackle of of like threat at the end when when Jungle Boy was like looking at Darby, and then Darby like threw the TNT title on the floor between them and. You felt like he was gonna like they were gonna have like a, a sort of aggressive handshake if, if it weren't for the for the attack that came in. Yeah, it, uh, it's probably it's probably gonna end up being um being like a AW World Title match. You know, probably yeah. five years time. Yeah, about, about, about five years down the line. Yeah, and so yeah, so as, as this is going on, um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come in. They they throw Jungle about the ring. They they beat Darby up. Um, Page gives him the Ego's Edge, which is his like um, crucifix power bomb. And then Lance Archer comes out, um, makes the save, well, tries to make the save. He sort of pushes them off Derby. They double low blow him as they're about to like beat him up. And then Sting comes out with the bat, as Tony is um, insisting on, on, on shouting. Obviously, you've got the bat. Uh, and then they bail out the ring. And yeah, it's. Um... Uh, well, they, they, they bail out the ring, right? And Tony goes, Oh, it's because Sting's came down. Sting didn't even make it in the ropes when <laughs> Ethan and fucking. Sky ran out. Archer chased them out the ring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like just... you, put, you punch Archer in the dick, you're going to die. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this could be setting up um, some sort of Sting, Archer, Sky Page, Malarkey, which I'd be, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. Give Sting something to do, I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Darby involved in that match. I want to see Darby against them. Um... I'd like to see Derby and Sky again because I think there's unfinished business. Yeah, there. And that, that, and that match banged as well. That was and really I really want to see Derby and Page because of what they've done in Evolve previously. Yeah, I mean they're all in the, it's all in the pot, isn't it? It's, it's all like sort of bubbling away, so you can, yeah. they, can, they can pull any of that out at any time, which is which is lovely. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and that's the show. Basically, it ends with Sting, Archer, and Derby standing tall in the ring, and Scorpio and Page looking cheeky on the outside. Yeah. So, gentlemen, um, do you want to give me your? Oh, seeing as you've already spoiled some of yours, yeah, we'll start with Aaron. Aaron, do you want me to give me? Do you want to give me your highs and lows, please, mate? Uh, my low is going to be Christian. Still not feeling it. It's no. I'm sick of seeing him panting, rolling about the ring. Uh, right, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, mate. I'll get powerhouse hubs, spine buster you, and we'll see how fucking right. good you look afterwards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> can, can we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, sorry, wait, I'm not. I'll get him to spine bust. I'll get someone someone younger than you to spine bust you when you're fucking 50. <laughs> Which is in about, what, 45 years? Wow. <laughs> I know, but based on his lifestyle, it could be in five, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is 50 in Scottish years? <laughs> 26, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, getting back. In my high, um, I think it's gonna have to be that main event, to be honest. Yeah, the main event. That's fair. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it it, it, it absolutely banged, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think as far as match quality, other than like 
QT and Billy going like this was the best matches they'd put on like in a while for me. Yeah. Uh, Jay, speaking of which, do you want to give me your, your do you want to revisit your low real quick and then give me your high? My low is just the inner circle thing. Um it dragged, it was awkward and it, it felt it felt for the majority of it like Jericho was trying to buy them time, which was weird. Yeah, like I said on, on a very tight show, which it was very tightly paced. The show, the the show, it felt a little bit flabby, didn't it? Like on like it sort of stuck out. Yeah, it was just kind of like it was like trying to fucking stay above water for most of the most of the promo. It was weird. It was like yeah, it's like um, Jericho's, Jericho's like oh, I'll just go and vamp for like five minutes, and then he just didn't have any. Yeah, time. wasn't for me. Um, I, can high, I, can, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, my high. I was. I was going to say Derby and Jungle Boy, but to be honest, there was four matches that really were all kind of on like a par for me of how good they were. So I'm going to go with um, Starks and Page. Sound, yeah. So I really enjoyed that. What about you, Big Tasty? Uh, right, so I, my, my high, I'll go my high first. Uh, my high first, I'm going to go for the women's title match. Uh, Ty Conti is rapidly becoming my favourite thing in all of women's wrestling. Yeah, and uh, and possibly one of my favorite things in AW as well. Watching her sort of like uh, mature as a performer every time I see her, um, you throw. I'm always happy to see her on the screen. Like she's just awesome. Exactly, you, you throw you throw Shida in there as well. You know, it doesn't make anything worse, does it? Let's face it. Yeah. Um, it was it was a real good time. Um, I said my, my I said my low was a bit of a silly one this week, and I, I, it will be. And my low is the, the sort of uh, very disturbing, weird split toed shoes that Shida was wearing. Sure, no, we yeah. I know. I just noticed them today, and they freaked me out. Big taste. He's having his Wade Barrett moment there, isn't he? Aaron? Oh, Wade Barrett don't. only noticed halfway through Kashida's match that Kashida wasn't wearing shoes. I know. Don't like the one. Don't like really the one bit. Um, no, no more of that, please. Because of that very reason, <laughs> I hope that Britt takes the belt off for it to win on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, like you said, Jade, like um, bar the bar the sort of um, more performative QT Marshall Billy Gunn match, you know, there's four matches on the show that were all good to excellent. I thought this week again there, there was no there was no big swerves, there's no big surprises, there were no big shocking moments. This was just AW saying, "Here's a load of really fun wrestling. Just watch them two hours." And sometimes yeah. that's all you need. And yeah, that's it did the trick for me tonight. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Uh, so that will conclude our review of this week's Dynamite. Um, very another solid to, to good show. As I said we're we're on the long road to double or nothing. Sort of with the with the sort of it's a long road. It's a fucking month away, mate. Yeah, but with the um, the sort of speed bump into um, with blood and guts sort of speed bumping us in the way. It's blood and guts like two, like just over a week's time. It's crazy how quick that's come out. Yeah. Um, very briefly, Jay, just want to talk us through our social media where everyone can get in touch with us and tell us what do they think about them. Yes, so you can find us on Facebook and um, YouTube if you search Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Uh, We do a lot of our watch-alongs on both those platforms. Uh, Facebook, we usually put a bit more update of stuff and then YouTube will kind of just throw it up on the uh, channel and uh, promote it on Twitter. We've also, speaking of Twitter, got uh, Twitter and Discord, Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, Twitter, we promote pretty much everything, be it the podcasts, um, be it when we're doing events and other stuff as well just generally just chatting um and the discord same thing we've not just got wrestling fans on there we've got a, a growing community of all kinds of people um we talk video games uh comics beer all kinds on there 
Uh, we're also we also use that for our Saturday night Twitch stream, uh, which twitch.tv forward slash untitled rest pod or search untitled rest pod. Uh, every Saturday night we get get together, we play a couple of games, stuff like Mario Kart, Jackbox, Jackbox Party Pack, Among Us. And um, a, lot of Rocky, good, like, a lot of good, like party games, like social party games, isn't it? Yeah, just kind of a way to sort of like bring people together. Obviously, it's the world's a weird place right now, so it's a nice sort of like environment to do that. Uh, we just drink and have a laugh. Um, and there's an open invite on the Discord there. Join that server, you can uh, be a part of it. Awesome, uh, Aaron. If you are there, I know you should be having some connection issues in the ah. last few minutes. Uh, would you like to tell everyone about our beard needs sponsor, please? So we can get some beard. Um, if you go to thatchface.com, you can get any beard grooming products such as creams, oils, um, razors, shavers. Uh, you can even get t-shirts and masks and hats. Um, if you go to the back, once you've got your basket full, if you go to the promo code, type in TROYXL85, you get 20% off your order. And proceeds of your purchase go to testicular cancer charity excellent uh, just to clarify some of the products Aaron mentioned may not actually be available from fatface.com oh am i just making things up i Sorry. think yeah i think i think you might have just done a bit of a supermarket sweep they might oh. <laughs> um but there's there's definitely some top quality beard oils brushes apparel uh, grooming sets all that good stuff's on there and uh, i will just give a quick plug if you'd like to get some wrestling themed beer you can head along to my business that is toprope where you can pick up some wonderful wrestling rated beers we will deliver them right to your door via our online shop or they are available in all well, not they're available in many many quality outlets throughout the country if you don't if your local outlet does not stock top brewing maybe ask them to give us a call uh yeah so that is going to do it for today's show uh it's goodbye from me and everybody else we'll see you all very soon stay safe and enjoy wrestling bye what does a theatrical uh production of macbeth and a match of said have in common never say break a leg Because <laughs> he did the thing off the top rope and landed on his oh. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't Google that by the way. I show my moment. She was nice. Um. Oh mate, why would you show Pam that? <laughs>